What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. Can't complain. You know, always talking to the Discord. Shout out to the Discord homies. If you want to join the conversation, link is in the description below. It's really a family, bro. And shout out to everybody in there. Y'all know who y'all are. I really love the fact that we have our community, our family, our Fans, quote unquote, I don't like to call them that. Uh, basically, our, our family and community is in a discord. I know we still have some people that aren't in there. Shout out to the people who listen to us who aren't. But come join. Doesn't matter if you don't really want to talk all the time. You still may you know, want to speak every now and again and you get great convo. But other than that, doing well, Shuby. I'm trying to think what I watched this week. Oh, watch. We, we can talk about woman in the window. I'm going to touch mm, yeah, on that yeah, a little bit later. Yeah, I forgot later. about that. Yeah. Um, watched A Quiet Place 2, went to the movies, going to tell people about that. Really loved my theater experience with that. But other than that, mm, not really, not too many late night movies this week. More television. Mayor of Easttown, incredible. We are reviewing that next week. That show is fucking incredible, and I'm so happy I had Kate Winslet as high as I did on, on our actress list because that show's great. Yeah, we probably should have been doing it week to week. We should have. That's that's on us. We fucked up that's fans. On, yeah, but it's OK. It's, Next HBO show that I find out about that. I that I am certain of. We're going to we're going to review it. We just got to take um, chances now, because like some of these shows that HBO Max is dropping, some are good, some are bad. You just never know. So we're just going to start taking chances on some of them. Now, if they're trash, we'll stop. I am trying to get through some movies here and there. I did watch Memento this week. Nice. Wait, where's that at? Where's that streaming at now? Uh, Prime. Oh, so what'd you think? Let's talk or about IMDb, it. IMDb TV. Okay. What'd you think? I love it. It's it's. Now do you see why when I say my my the best three Nolan movies to me are Dark Knight, Tenet, and Memento? I can see that. Um, I thought it was really good. I don't know if it... I guess it is pointing probably the one of the better Nolan films now that I'm like looking back at like we gotta do it on running like, back at some point. We probably do. Uh it's one of those to where to similar to enemy where like by the end I was like, so what did I just see? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts. The like the fact that the ending is the beginning and yeah. like they're like it's you know part you can of the see how this became what inception became tenant. Tenant, like, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And the funny thing, the bullet, like the bullet reverse starts in this in Memento. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right when I saw that, I was like, oh, the tenant. Tenant, yep. And it's crazy that this was Nolan's first film. Like Nolan's career started with this. That's fucking nuts. Dude has been on 10 since he fucking started. Didn't really go to film school. So he's just a natural and made this fucking movie. That is absolutely mind blowing. The fact that uh, Guy Pierce could be Sammy Jenkins at the same time yeah. is crazy. Carrie Ann Moss was f- phenomenal. Joe Pat- Patsy Alano was phenomenal. And Guy Pierce, great. Yeah. I had to I had to watch it because I was you know starting Mayor of Easttown. So mm. and I see Guy Pierce and I'm like, oh, let me let me just watch this guy. You wanna know something crazy? That was supposed to be Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt For chose M- something Memento else. Or... Yep, Brad Pitt was supposed mm. to be the lead of Memento, and he would have had seven. And then Memento, like that's in cr- Fight Club, all three movies that feel, feel very like similar. 
I feel like they came out right around Snatch. Maybe that was what he was doing instead. I let me see. I'll do a quick Google search because whatever it was, because Memento came out in two thousand. I think Snatch came out in ninety nine. Whatever it was, that's what he cho- he chose. Whatever it was over Memento. And then once once that happened, Nolan was like, I don't really want any big movie stars because that's the one I wanted. So he went with a young guy because you got to think Guy Pierce did L.A. Confidential. Then this yeah. you would think Guy Pierce would be bigger based upon those two movies. Well, he did some bad moves after this. True. But, uh, you know, other than that, I've been watching a few bits of anime for one thing I'll mention for those people who are, you know, fans of Pokemon. It was Snatch, Schubert. It was Fight Club. Was, and Fight okay. Club was 1999. Being John Malkovich was 1999. Meet Joe Black was 1999 slash eight. And then Snatch was 2000. So he was doing all of those and chose those Snatch instead of. Snatch was 2000. Okay. And chose Snatch yeah. instead of uh, instead of Memento. Not a bad choice because that's one of the better Guy Ritchie movies. But like, come on, Brad, you could have worked with Nolan. And I don't think yeah. Brad's worked with Nolan since. He has not. Damn. Nolan's like, I don't want I don't fuck with you no more, Brad. You didn't do Memento. It's <laughs> probably it. He could have been a Brad Pitt would have been a great Nolan actor like Brad Pitt. I, I could see Brad Pitt being the villain in Interstellar. Tenet. I could see him I being the him lead in, in Interstellar too. In, in lead Interstellar. I could see him being uh, the villain in Tenet. I, yeah. I could see him being an in Inception. The only thing he, he doesn't fit in is the Batman universe. And Maybe. he could he could have been Harvey did. Yeah, I think they could have found a way to put Brad Pitt in there. I don't think he could have fucked it up. That's a fact. Um, him as Harvey Dent would have been great because Aaron Eckhart. Whatever. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, so I've been watching that. We were talking off air. I've been watching My Hero trying to keep up to date with what's going on with the sub. It's great. And we could do a Bros Who Binge review uh, at, like when we get to the review portion of My Hero. We could talk about it. We, let's do it when we get to the flip up of the arc. All right. We can do that when we when the um, arc ends. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, then uh, yeah, like I was saying, if you're a Pokemon fan, like I've I've watched those Indigo League ones on Netflix, and I remember those Ooh. from when I was a kid. But on Amazon now, they have all the other games. Oh, the old ones. Arc. So they have like the Johto League, you know, Silver and Gold arc. They have the. Ruby so is it with Ash or arc. is it with the game? With Ash. Oh, it's with Ash. Ash. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So they have the. It's classic. like the original anime. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Oh, I might go like, watch that on. Uh... But like, I don't remember too much of those because I was phasing out like at the end of the Johto League. So like. Yeah, I only I remember. Watch, I only I remember the first that. one. I only remember the Charmander Pikachu. Uh, series and then the Johto with uh Cyndaquil and I believe it's May. I believe May is the girl. May is who comes in Ruby Sapphire. I thought May was second. Oh, it's still Misty. It's still Misty, and but like Brock checks out halfway. Yeah, Brock's not. It's a it's a dude uh, for Tracy. Tracy. Yeah, it's Tracy. Okay, so the last one I watched was with May. I did not watch Dawn. Dawn was my brother's generation. Dawn's the yes. blue-haired girl. But she's solid, and too. I and I but I don't like don't Tracy. Tracy's have, a... Fuck Tracy. I think they do have Dawn season. That's what I want to say that they do. And, but, yeah, so Amazon Prime, they've got the Pokemon fix if you're trying to catch some of those old AMAs. It's a good, like, mind-numbing thing when I'm trying to put something on. Yeah, it's great and past the time. Also, yeah. if you, if you want to watch some good stuff, Gundam, I've been going back watching the old Gundam series. Where's that at? VRV, you have my verb. Mm, yeah. Check it out. I've been watching Gundam, and there's this new show. Well, it's not new, it's new to me, where it's like Lupin the Third style, 70s, 80s. It's about a guy that's a city sweeper, but he's basically like a hitman for hires called City Hunter. Great fucking show. 
Great cool. fucking show. Cool. So, but that's what I, that's yeah. what we've been watching. Uh, tell the people what we're discussing because it's your discussion topic this week. Yeah, this week um, we're gonna talk about the first episode of Panic. We decided that we were gonna like try try it out after we talked about the trailer a couple weeks back. Um, and then our discussion topic is gonna be if you were gonna have a dinner party, who would you who what TV couples would you invite to you and your significant other's dinner party? Yep. And I, I, I broke the rules and invited some single people, but it's a group. They right. go together as they go together at places. So uh, I think what we decided is what is going to be like, we say five that you're inviting. Uh, it's five you're inviting and two you don't like. And two you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. T- two you would never invite. <laughs> I, 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 put, I think I remember I put two or three because I do have three. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cool. We're just going yeah. you know, to discuss, man. Classic. Classic uh bros who binge style discussion, but I'm ready whenever you are, my friend. Yeah, uh, I'm ready to get into the news. We got some we got some pretty good stories and definitely ready to tell everyone what they need to check out this week because the summer slate is beginning and there's definitely some stuff that you need to make sure that you keep on the lookout for. But without further ado, let's get started. So the lead story today, I, I wanted to save the good lead story for Lyndon after we talk about the trailers. Yep. Uh, but the lead story that we're going to start with today is in the world of comic book movies and TV, as we hear uh, from sources that uh, Denai Guerra will return as a Koye general of the Dora Milaje in Ryan Coogler's upcoming Black Panther Wakanda Forever, as well as a origin spinoff series for Disney plus sounds like a is going to be the black Panther. You think uh, you're giving her own? Well, actually, no, I take that back. You're giving her own series so she could get more screen time. Black Panther's probably going to be either Lupita Nyong'o or Shuri, which I don't think, which I don't rock with at all. T'Challa, they should recast, but you know, I'll, I'll I guess I'll watch the Koye series. Uh, they just have to do like you just got to make it intriguing for me. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know. Um, against a lot of the other series that are coming out in Disney Plus, like where this kind of stands, it is kind of just like, you know, if, if it we should weren't just be getting... the Dora Milaje series, like where they work as a group, well, it might be. Uh, I guess it's an origin spinoff, series, but it could be the origin of the Dora Milaje, which I'd fuck with, which I'd rock. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see as that gets further developed. But, you know. Um, I think I'm more excited about seeing something uh, from the Dora Milaje in association with Wakanda than maybe the new movie. Same. I agree 100%. I'm not interested in Wakanda forever because it's just going to be them explaining us why Chadwick's not there when they could have just simply recasted. Like, I understand you wanting to hurry up T'Challa's story. That's cool. But you should have at least done one more movie with T'Challa or two where you kill him off. Like some something, give him a good send off. Like I I don't think no matter what they do, it'll work. And Ryan Coogler is gonna say it's gonna work, but I I'm not rocking with it. Yeah, uh, but let's go ahead and jump into the trailers. Some solid trailers uh, this week. Yeah, let's uh, start with the bad ones. Let's start <laughs> with uh, the Patrick Star show. Steven Hillenberg is rolling over in his grave. I saw so many people on Twitter like, why are 
25-year-old males through 40-year-old males talking about SpongeBob. This is for kids. Let's kids have this. No, shut up. You're just saying that because you're excited that you get this. And like, kudos to those who are excited for this. But the creator of SpongeBob said he did not want any more spinoffs. He didn't want to see his creation turn to some bullshit IP reboot, reuse it, Animaniacs classic theme song, the one that we always sing on the show that is so poignant. He didn't want to see that. And it's like, I feel so bad for his family, his estate. Nickelodeon's damn dirty wrong for this. And it just shows why their network isn't succeeding right now. Yeah. Prime I mean, I example. Think, yeah. I think, you know, when we'll talk about with another trailer they have where some ways they are maybe succeeding a little bit and this way they're really kind of, but see, I don't consider that Nickelodeon. That's more paramount. Plus like I'm talking straight Nickelodeon, the television station. I got you. They're just putting out old content constantly. Whereas cartoon network has new show after like that new Craig of the Creek show is great. Cartoon Network is constantly giving new stuff. They don't rely on Dexter's Lab. They don't rely on Ed, Ed, and Eddie. They, like, they, next door, like they've yeah. had multiple generations. We had that generation. We had the Adventure Time regular show generation. We had the Chowder uh, Flapjack generation. We had that was the, almost insane. It's almost. You had the Gumball We Bear Bears generation. And now we're in the new one. So it's like Cartoon Network has constantly found ways to tell original stories where Nickelodeon they're not doing that. Even Disney has doesn't rely on Kim Possible and the Proud Family. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, watching this, it just seems like a, a cheap way to extend the SpongeBob universe. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it with Sandy Cheeks movie earlier. It's just like it's 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 not it's not necessarily where, you know, I understand where we, we're saying that it shouldn't be touched. But like even the stuff that they are doing it with, it just doesn't seem like it's landing. Like it's just like it just seems pointless at this point. Like there's nothing- they're not telling new fresh stories. Like why is a Rugrats reboot happening? Why are some of these things happening? Well, I'm just I'm just saying within this whole like thing, like forgetting about the Steven Hillenburg stuff. Like if you were going to use this IP to bring in like a, a different a story and a different generation, like I just feel like they're doing it really bad ways. Like I the agree. Sandy the Sandy movie seems like it's gonna be absolutely awful. And then this Patrick Star show is when they have gold like, on their hands with Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, but yeah, they're just idiots and want well, to make a Patrick Star show. Like you're just gonna do the like. Honestly, if they let Sandy spearhead her own cartoon show instead of Patrick, that probably would have been more interesting. Like they had characters that would probably be more interesting. Patrick is just too dopey and mm-hmm. like and and difficult to to handle, even when he was on spongebob to have to you could even did show. squidward you could even did what squidward was doing before he met squidward. spongebob like you could have did mr krabs growing up like there's so you could have did larry the lobster there's so many different characters that could have been done yet you choose the one that's the most close to spongebob it just yeah because like it just you know because in the trailer you do see spongebob involved and it's like well what is what he is doing show yeah. if it's like if it's attached to SpongeBob, because like if you want to do a spinoff show, then like don't make it seem so SpongeBob centric. It's just, it's bad. It's just bad. Yeah, this is bad. But uh, let's. I'm not gonna say anything else is bad. I mean, uh, so let's just go ahead and talk about Jungle Cruise. <laughs> it was. It didn't look bad, but like it, it I'm just, not gonna watch this in theater. It looks corny. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it in theater. It That's goes back to my like, conversation about Dave Batista. Like yeah. Dave Batista's not doing this trash shit. The Rock yeah. is better than this, man. No, you're right. I mean, I, I actually believe Emily Blunt's probably better than this too. And she Jennifer. is, but 
The only thing I will say though, Jesse Plemons and like his little thing bit at the end where he's like, what, some Nazi in a submarine? Yeah. Like that's Jesse Plemons. When I saw that, I was like, okay, I'll watch this when it comes out on VOD <laughs> or in, in Redbox or whatever. Just for our guy Jay Plims, man. Look, yeah. I ain't mad at him. Get your bread, Jesse, because you're still making great movies outside of this. I'm sure this is part of Emily Blunt's fulfilling her Disney contract that she did with Mary Poppins. So probably feel you on that. The Rock. You've made kid movies, dog. Like, you don't have to continue to do this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, we'll see what he keeps doing. You know, he's got Black Adam coming up. Maybe it's kind of going to turn a corner for him. We'll see. But, like, why do this when you have Jumanji? It's just like you're already the biggest star on the planet. This just makes you look corny. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, like you said. It wasn't bad. It just, looked like, it just looked like Indiana Jones, but for kids. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would I would watch this, but I, yeah, like you said, I would not go to see. No, I'm not not now. wasting and I'm not paying the Disney plus 30 bucks. No, like, no, 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 no. Like if this is I'm, on Disney plus a, next year, I might catch it next year. If there was anything that I would pay that money for, it's probably what's up there right now. Um, but I probably I still haven't done it, so I doubt I will. Wait, which right now? Cruella. Oh, Cruella. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a good movie. I, I would go to theaters for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it'd actually be cheaper, mm-hmm. believe it or not. <laughs> so, Crazy. Uh, so next, let's talk about um, let's do Gossip Girl because it's quick. Gossip Girl was just a one minute teaser, kind of introducing you to the cast. I'll the watch one it. Thing, the one thing I would say about this is the only reason I will watch is because of HBO Max. Yep, and that's what I was gonna say. The fact that HBO is doing it, I was telling my girlfriend, she was like, "It's not gonna be better than the Chuck Bass stuff." I was like, "Hold your horses." HBO is you love Euphoria, the best teen show we've seen in a while. If the, if HBO does Gossip Girl, it's gonna be great. Shout out to Karina Evans, she directed the Drake. Um, what video did she, did she do? God's Plan. She started her career directing Drake God's music Plan videos. Was, was a good video. Yeah, I, well, that's what I'm saying. She started her career doing Drake music videos, and now she started to like jump into movies and TV. And the fact that she's doing Gossip Girl, I have faith in that. So I'm gonna check this out. But HBO yeah, doesn't miss when it comes to this type of shit. It's exactly what you said with HBO, like that Jack, uh, with the Glazer kid, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking Jack about. Dylan Glazer, yep, Jack Dylan Glazer, that show with uh, great with the Call Me by Your Name guy, and then Euphoria. So it's just like they know how to do these like teen dramas. Because you got to remember the OG Gossip Girl was CW. It was CW. It was one of the best. C- CW the shows best that CW they ever thing. Did. Yeah, facts. After that, they they became cheesy and corny. Yeah. Well, you know, after Arrow, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I have a lot of faith in this. If it was CW trying to pick it back up, then I'd be like, out. No, I'm out. But, you know, the fact, the that, fact it's that it's HBO Max, you know, I think it's worth checking it out for sure. I agree. Um, let's talk about uh, another thing getting brought back. iCarly for Paramount+. Plus. See, I okay, and this is what I was saying. I don't think this is a Nickelodeon thing. Like, yeah, yeah it's Nickelodeon because... Nickelodeon's under Viacom for Paramount Plus, but I don't feel like this will show on Nickelodeon the television station. I feel like this is more so Paramount, Paramount Plus, Plus original saying that we're trying to get the generation who watched iCarly. We're gonna progress it, and iCarly was ahead of its time. Like they, she was doing YouTube shows before like this whole That's new true. era of social media. So to see how Carly adjusts to all of this, I think there's some. I think there's potential for gold there. Yeah, from what I saw in the trailer, it does seem like it's going to be the same show, but updated to their age, mm-hmm. which I guess is something that we can appreciate that they're not going to like 
not like Lizzie McGuire. It's definitely, yeah. yeah, it's definitely going to be an adult show, but it's not going to be an adult adult show. You know what That's I'm saying? The thing. Like, like uh, Carly's not going to be out here just like. Do yeah. yeah, and that's why doing, that's why we don't have shit. She's be Ned, doing drugs and shit. Ned from Ned's Declassified wanted to make an adult survival guide for Paramount Plus, but the thing is, no way. Yeah, he did. He talked about this on TikTok. I, I I'm I'm in the TikTok world. So he was he was talking about how he wanted to do it an adultified version, but they didn't really want to. They were cool with updating the age, but like in terms of the content, they didn't want to go deep pg-13 r they wanted to keep it light pg-13 pg so that's my only hesitation with the iCarly thing that's probably about what this is going to be i think like as much as it's going to be centered around spencer carly and uh freddie there's going to be some kids i think the kids involved in freddie's life are going to have a big big part of it and um you know i don't know what spencer is going on maybe he has a kid too Mm -hmm. I, i don't know I don't know. So we'll, we'll see how all that goes. But I mean, we do see Freddie and Carly out on, you know, adult dates, normal yeah. dates, drinking, like, they're drinking, drinking beers. So like, like I said, it's going to be PG 13, but it's going to be light side PG 13, pushing closer to PG instead of PG 13, pushing the R. Yeah. Well, and we'll see what kind of um, themes that they at- attack with it within this. Cause you know, I think Freddie is going to be dealing with a divorce or being widowed. Mm-hmm. Um, Carly is going to be dealing with fame, trying to be famous. Yeah. So we'll see what kind of things ensue from that. But the next thing we'll talk about, we'll talk about M. Night Shyamalan and old dude. Dude saw that uh, uh, Ari Avrod 824 and Blumhouse were killing it and was like, hold on. I started the big twist thing, so I'm going to come back and try to do it. it. It really looks like a hereditary Midsommar want to be film and i know that's mean to say hopefully it's good but like after just seeing the birth of blumhouse 824 and everything avi arvrod's been doing it just seems like m night Shyamalan's trying his best impersonation of that even though he was doing that before them they mastered it and i just don't know how good this is going to be yeah i think we've gotten to the point you know i talk about this you know on bros who think with, with basketball where like at one point, you got to think about the name M. Night Shyamalan. It's like, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, uh, to what point are we going to be like, okay, M. Night Shyamalan is not a name that's going to bring me to the theater anymore. And I think we're around that point. Like, at this point, like, I don't think an M. Night Shyamalan movie is getting me as excited as it once as, did, as it once did and especially with all the alternatives out there. So, That's a fact. And if this movie's not good, it's over for him. Like Glass, I liked it, but it di- it didn't hit like it was supposed to. He ended that universe prematurely. I think it was a mistake. And this seems okay. Well, yeah, and I think like what really helped him with something like Glass and Split was the acting, like especially mm-hmm. Split. Like if anything, James McAvoy was the that. entire and I, movie. And then you have Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy Taylor before so, yeah. she's Anya Taylor-Joy and you're like, who's this girl? Yeah, so like the acting in that movie was just unreal. Glass comes again with the same deal. I throw and, Bruce uh, Willis and Sam Jack in there and it's just crazy. So so here... You and know, we're Sarah Tom- Paulson. Yeah, yeah, and Sarah Paulson. But here we're getting Thomas and McKenzie and Alex Wolf, yeah. two younger actors. And a um, bunch of no names. And a bunch of no names. And it's just like, what is the draw here? So I don't know about this movie. 
And the story okay. seems like it's been told before in similar fact, like Benjamin Button esque, like like I said, A24 Blumhouse. This feels like one of their style movies. And the fact that yeah. it's universal scares the shit out of me. Oh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, so for old, I really think that it's one that we may be passing on. Maybe just... yeah, unless unless word of mouth is just great for it. Sure. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. And one that I feel similar about is Infinite, the Paramount I, Plus original movie. I didn't dislike this trailer. <laughs> it, you know, it, Antoine, Fu- Antoine Fuqua is someone that we usually would trust. Mm-hmm. And you have Chiatar, Edge of Four, and Mark Wahlberg, two guys who are very hit or miss doing an action movie. It At first, the concept seems good. But like you were telling me in prepo, it does get cheesy as the trailer grows on. It seems very old is like we just got uh, old from Netflix. Seems very similar to that. Hopefully it's good. And it's guard. crazy. Yeah. Old guard It's crazy because Cheetah Edge of Four is in old guard. So it's just wild. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It's kind of a weird concept. And with Mark Wahlberg and <laughs> Mark Wahlberg throws it for a loop. <laughs> yeah, I just. I understand what Paramount's trying to do here with like the original movie content and like, having an action movie. You got you got to start throwing stuff out there at this point, and mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes for them. But I mean, they got to build up the the catalog, and you know you got to have your extraction. So this Facts. could be that. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Hopefully, it's good. I'll definitely watch it when it comes out in June. So I think there's June enough 10. on there that like people are going to like. Watch it like I wouldn't be surprised if Paramount Plus comes out with it like after it releases. That's like, oh, it was our biggest streamer mm-hmm. on, on the on our platform. Like I, that would not surprise me at all. But I just don't know if it's going to be like something that people are going to be like, yeah, you know, that infinite. You need to movie. Get, yeah, you need to get you Paramount Plus that. because infinite is great. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Uh, let's move on to Werewolves Within. Looked pretty good. This was one this- of the better trailers. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard movie to describe. I think it's a movie that is gonna go. It's based off a video to game. Theaters. Yeah, you said based off a video game. Ubisoft, you said, is behind it. Yep. Uh, That's the production company. Hold on, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna pull up the uh, the video game to uh, so I can describe it. So okay, right, yeah. here we go. Okay, so Werewolf Within is a multiplayer VR game. That's basically a murder mystery game. It's game set in a medieval fantasy town that's being attacked by a werewolf and players are to guess uh, which of the townsfolk is the werewolf in disguise in this mafia style format. So yeah, it's a it's a murder mystery story. And you know what? It, this trailer, it's it has the AT&T girl. It has a bunch yeah. of character actors and faces that you may recognize but don't know their names. And honestly, sure. movies like that, when it's story focused, it's usually pretty good. IFC films trying to start start up and be big. So I I, um, I I told you my bet if it goes to streamers, it's an Amazon thing. So hopefully this is good. Yeah, the release schedule here on the poster, at least it says it's going to be in theaters June 25th and uh, VOD July 22nd. Mm-hmm. Definitely think it should be something worth looking into. It's a directorial j- debut for this guy, Josh Rubin. Uh, the main actor is Sam Richardson, who, you know, most people know him from Veep or Detroiters or We Are the Millers. Micah yep. Dave uh, need wedding dates as just like, you know, the character comedic comedic guy. Um, but this is him, you know, really stepping out. It's still a comedy role. 
but mm-hmm. definitely interesting to see him be the lead guy in this. Uh, like you said, M- M- Mil- Miliana Vuan Traub, I think. That's her name? That's the AT&T yeah. girl's name? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so seeing her in like a actual movie is kind of surreal. Um, it's like when then, you see the Allstate guy in a movie. <laughs> well, I mean, he Dennis Haysbury. Well, like, yeah, <laughs> he's a big actor. Before he was Allstate. a big actor before Allstate. Uh Gosh, what was that movie that's a really good movie that I just saw him in Heat? Yeah, he is in Heat. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, damn, he is in Heat. Crazy. Yeah, he plays a big role in Heat. Well, not a huge role, but Character he's actor. in there. Yeah. Uh, and the, the other guy that I recognize right off the bat is one of the actors from What We Do in the Shadows. True. But, um, yeah, that, that's a pretty good one. So I'm definitely waiting to see what's up with that, if that's going to be something that is going to come out in theaters or if it's something I got to check out on BOD. Probably would be one of those like $12 VODs at worst. And mm-hmm. I'd be willing to, to check that out. Same. I agree with you 100%. Um, let's talk about uh, an Apple TV original television series starring Rose Byrne called Physical. Looks, This was probably the best trailer. I was shocked by it. Basically, Rose Byrne is Billy Blanks before Billy Blanks in the 80s, like making stay-at-home uh, workout tapes for women who don't necessarily want to do it in public, don't want to be embarrassed. And I think it's an awesome premise. And this looks great. Like I was watching the trailer. I was like, Rose Byrne, leave your shitty husband. You're making money now. So it already had me engrossed. And it just shows Apple's putting out quality, man. Yeah, Apple's doing pretty well. The one story that I didn't put in the notes from Apple is that they are going to do a season two of Mosquito Coast with Justin Theroux. Okay. Uh, Mythic Quest has been doing really well. Ted Lasso, obviously a huge success. Emmy winner. Show, um, all, all sorts of shows on Amazon, on Apple TV have been doing really well. I think this one is poised to do just the same. To be success. a big series for him. Uh, you know, Rose Byrne in here. Looks Not Emmy too many other big actors, but um, I'm definitely interested in seeing how it goes. It's gonna be a ten episode series. It reminds me a little bit of Glow. Yeah, it definitely has that vibes. The eighties. The 80s women really, doing being trailblazers that. like yeah, that, that's, exactly. what this, that's what this is. And it's prime for Rose Byrne to get an Emmy. So this could be it. Yep. So, yeah, definitely check out that physical tra- trailer and see how you feel about it, because it, it could be something that you might want to check out, whether you're a guy or a girl. Definitely worth checking out, so. like 100 percent. Best trailer we talked about today. But yeah, next, for sure. next up, we got Jonathan Majors is in talks to join Creed three with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, rumor is like he's going to do it. But rumor is right now that he could be Mr. T's son. He could be another illegitimate child of Apollo Creed, uh, the brother of Michael uh. B. Jordan. To me, I just want him to be an original character and a villain. Me too. Like, I don't want any ties to Mr. T. We don't need another Apollo Creed legitimate child. Like, we already did that storyline. Just make him his own thing so we can start the Creed universe and flesh it out. Like, make him just this up-and-coming boxer that He needs Michael- to be, like, Floyd Mayweather or, like... He has needs to have, like, some Mike Tyson kind of persona. Like, he needs to have that Mr. T persona from Rocky Three, yep. but be an original guy. And make it to where, like, he was the underdog. He was supposed to be the next guy up, but Michael B. Jordan stole his shine. And you can be like, oh, you're not a real boxer. You're fake. You're just living off your dad's legacy. You're not that great of a fighter. Like, I'm the real fighter. I've been knocking people out. Like, I would love that. Yeah, so, like, that's that's. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly how I feel about it. I really feel like it would be great if Creed kind of strayed away from being a Rocky Because Sylvester's not even in it. Stallone's not even in it anymore. Like, make it... 
your own thing. Like at this point, I want to see it just be like Creed as in like, this is the Creed franchise and not like an extension of the Rocky franchise. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping for as well. But it's great to add Jonathan Majors. Back we, this is going to be Michael B's de- director, directorial debut in the Creed series. So You put Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, and Tessa Thompson, three of the best black actors out right now? Like, It's true. This is going to be great. So I'm excited for it. Um, next up, sad news, Jupiter Legacy. All right, I'm going to read the story because it, it's not canceled, but it's canceled. So I'll explain. Netflix has released the cast of Jupiter's Legacy from their contracts, effectively bringing the show to an end after one season. At the same time, the streamer has ordered a live action adaptation of Mark Millar's Super Crooks to the series. Super Crooks is set in the same world as Jupiter's Legacy and will follow super villains just as Jupiter's Legacy followed the heroes. With Netflix po- postponing the new show as the next installment in the anthology series, there's also a Super Crooks anime coming to Netflix, which is due to launch later this year. I'm really proud of what the team achieves with Jupiter's Legacy and the amazing work everyone did on that origin season. Millar said, I've been asked about what we're planning next with this world, and the answer is to see what the supervillains are getting up to. I've always loved crime stories from Scorsese to Tarantino, and supervillains are always the most fun of any superhero story. To do something exclusively focused on the villains they fight just feels incredibly fresh as we explore what it's like to be a bad guy in a world crawling with good guys who want to put you in jail. Jupiter's Legacy is a vast, rich space with a lot of characters to mind, and I'm happy to share our next step is the live-action version of the super Crooks comics I created. Given what we're going next, uh, we made the tough call of letting our incredible cast out of their show commitment as we continue to develop all realms of the Jupiter Legacy saga. We're confident we'll return to it later. We just want to say thanks to the guys for your continued support. Basically, to me, this is Jupiter's Legacy didn't kill, so we're going to do the Super Crooks super villain version of it to get people into the series and then tell them go back and check Jupiter's legacy and then give you season the next step of Jupiter's legacy. But did it did it not kill? Not a lot of people watched. Like we yeah. watched, but like yes, because I did ask were- some, like some people who like are you know I asked some guy that I know is you know big comic book movie fan, big Star Wars fan. People like, thought it was a boys ripple legacy and he was like no nah, I didn't watch that and I'm like you should it's pretty good. People were saying that it was a boys are invincible ripoff. And I think the fact that it came came out at the same time as invincible really, really hurt it. And like, if you're going to do this version of it with super crooks, you can still have some of the heroes show up and then just flip it and give us the next season. Because like he said, the next season of Jupiter's legacy was going to be great. So you need to get the eyeballs there. Do something that's okay. We're telling super villain story. But this is just really to get us to where we want to go for Jupiter's legacy. Yeah, like just because they released the cast out of their commitment doesn't mean they can still pop up in these series. And it, it just gives them it freedom to go. Up. Yeah, so they yeah. can go do what they want while they're waiting to do other stuff. Exactly, exactly. You I know. doubt that we may see a Josh Duhamel, but like some of the younger, the younger heroes, I could see them Like Brandon up. or mm-hmm. someone. And the thing is with Josh, it's like, you want to keep him happy, so let him go do other stuff, and then when it's time, call him back. Exactly. Yeah. I, so you know, a counterpoint to this for people who haven't seen the series, you know, we talked about it on this podcast before. It is a very worthwhile it's, series. Yeah, to watch. it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. I really invincible heard it. Last, yeah, you really yeah, did, did finish it since the last time. I mean, it, it had a good ending. Like it, it definitely left you a cliffhanger. That so like I thought I it was the, better than Umbrella Academy season one. Probably so, yeah. And and Probably. that's a show. See, and like I like we said, 
the fact that Umbrella was standing alone, the yeah. boy stood alone. The fact is you had the best show probably of the year going at the same time, doing a similar story in the vein of superheroes where Invincible was more fresh than Jupiter's Legacy. That's true. It was kind of very similar in, in the stories they were telling. Father, son. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, we'll see. but we'll, we'll see. check out Super Crooks and see what it's about. Hopefully it's good. It, it's an interesting concept. And, you know, we I always like a good supervillain story. Especially no one has done it yet. Eyes, so. Like Suicide Squad's the only one that's come close and they haven't Joker. succeeded yet. Oh, joke. But that wasn't even we're not counting that. That's that's Joaquin Phoenix, a separate entity, not comic book Joker. So, well, one, one person that might have an argument there with you is uh, Sanford Pan- Panich. Mm. who was asked about Craven the Hunter casting and ended up giving some sound bites about the future of Spidey and Sony villains. We don't really think uh, of our 900 characters as the Spideyverse, he says. We have a Marvel Universe, the volume of characters we have. You know, wait until you see the next Venom. You 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 don't miss Spider-Man. What? Dude is he, clowning. He, he pauses he, and then he says... He has to say that. He has to say that. It'll be exciting if they do meet, right? There actually is a plan, he says. I think now maybe it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed, and I think when No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed. See, dude is clowning. Which is what we've been thinking about. But see, nah, it, it, it's Kevin Feige controls when he wants those people there or not. And yes, you're in the multiverse of Spider-Man, but like... Tom Holland is ours, mother effers, and keep Tom Hardy Venom and that shit over there. If it's successful, we'll bring it over here. If it's not, keep that shit over there. The only thing, the only thing I'm thinking about bringing into the MCU is if Aaron Taylor Johnson kills it. Same, same. Like if he kills same. it, let's bring him in. Same. Because, like, he's, don't he's even being. Don't even well, keep him over there. Like, get him away from whatever Sanford Panich is doing. Get him away from that shit. And I know Kevin Feige's pissed that this dude even said any of this. He was talking too so. much. You're not supposed to talk that much. Alfred Molina saying he's going to be in No Way Home. Now you got this guy talking. That's not how Marvel rolls, Sony. I'm just being yeah. honest. You know it's true. Before they get uh, cut. Right. M- before Marvel's like, nah, y'all talk too much. We done with y'all. Fuck y'all. <laughs> We got anyway, the X-Men. But, yeah, but if this is the case, this is what we expected, that No Way Home would be the, 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 the bridge between yep. these two worlds. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but the next story we got is Luca, uh, Gia, how do you say, Gia, 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 Gia or uh, Guada, Guadaguino. Guadaguino, yeah. Luca Guadaguino. He's slated, he started his principal pr- photography on his first film set in the United States called Bones and All. Uh, and added a number of new cast members. Among those new additions are Michael Stuhlbarg, Andre Holland, Andre Jessica Holland's Harper, great. Chloe, uh, Sub- Sub- oh, I can't never say her 70 name. 70? Or- 70. But if you, people know who she is. Yeah. Francesca Scorsese and nice. director David Gordon Green in his first acting role. That was the guy who did The Predator. Uh, they will share the screen alongside previously announced timothy chalamet taylor russell and mark rylance bones and all um penned by suspicious screenwriter david kajanich tells the story of Marin yearly a young woman who travels across the country to find her father who she's never met to learn the truth behind her terrifying past Mm. seems like mark rylance is the father 
Ta- Taylor Russell's the daughter, the young woman, and I'm guessing Timothy Chalamet's her love interest, maybe? Probably. If or I had brother. to guess. Or brother, yeah. Or villain. So, you know, cool. Good for Luca Guadagnino. Um, definitely going to check this out because, like I said, I love Andre Holland. Chloe's yeah. a great actress. You got for, you got Martin Scorsese's daughter, I believe, in this. Plus Timothy Chalamet, Mark Rylance. Great cast. Yeah, it's a good cast. Interest, uh, it sounds vague enough to be interesting of a concept. Um, mm-hmm. And like like I said, with with what he did in the HBO series with uh, with Jack Dylan Glazer and um, and with what he's done with Call, Call Me By, by Your Name, name you you can trust that he's going to do a good job with whatever he's tasked to do next. So that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, but next up, we got Netflix has acquired a package built around Ian McAllister, McDonald's blacklist script, Rodney and Cheryl. Anna Kendrick comes attached to star and Chloe Acuno to direct a drama based upon a, the true story of the time that a serial killer competed on and won a, d- a date on a popular TV show called The Dating Game. The killer, Rodney Akalia, was in the midst of a killing spree in 1978 when he brazenly took the part in the show. Kendrick will play Cheryl Bradshaw, the contestant. Holy shit, this happened? I'm yeah, watching it's this. A, it's a really good uh, true crime documentary. I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, I'm watching it, that. Um, And so, no, it, actually, I strike that. I think you can find it on Hulu. I think it was a, a 2020. Okay. About the date, about how, how he was on the dating game. But Rodney Akala, there's also a Crime Junkies podcast about it. He's a really interesting guy. He was a, pretty much a con man who stayed out of jail so long and had a string of murders Crazy. and so, was so confident in himself that he ended up going on the, the, dating, the dating game and won with, with some really creepy creepy answers so definitely Holy a fun shit. true this crime is gonna be a great to tv show and it could be a really fun tv show to watch i'm really interested to see who they cast as rodney Akala. and it has to be someone strong because like anna kendrick hasn't shown that she's the best of actresses but she's a solid actress but she needs someone to bounce off of that's I know, the, really quality. The casting that I would immediately would pop in my head for who I think would be good at Rod, as Rodney Akala, but you obviously won't be able to get him. But like just think in this vein is uh, Oscar Isaac. Oh, someone that old. Someone huh? who's like, well, I mean, at this point, he it's in 1978. He is kind of like in his th- mid 30s, okay. pushing 40. Um, but. He is some he's like the think about Ted Bundy where he's like kind of handsome enough to be able mm. to like be approachable. What about Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield could probably do it. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Or is he too big of a, a of a uh no, I think he's right. He's perfect in the pocket for like who would get cast in this. Because you gotta think Anna Kendrick got cast in this. So think about anyone who's about the same celebrity level as what about Anna Zach Kendrick. Levi. I don't know if Zach Levi is, pull it off. Right. Well, okay. I just don't know if he's right for my picture of Rodney Akala. Chris Evans. I don't know. You have to you have to look at a picture of this guy. I mean, he just doesn't look like Chris Evans. All right, wait. Let me see Rodney Akala. Because my last thing was gonna be Richard Madden. Let's see Rodney Akala. Oh, okay. I see what you mean now. Okay. Okay, shit. Jason Momoa might be good. Jason Momoa could be good. Yeah, Andrew Garfield wouldn't be bad, and Kit Harrington wouldn't be bad. Kit Harrington wouldn't be bad. Okay, 
All right. This, like I said, this sounds great. So can't wait to see what comes of this. Next up, we got Miles Here Teller, boy. my guy to star in the Godfather making of series, taking over the role from Army Hammer. Teller will pr- play producer Al Ruddy. He will executive produce the offer in addition to starring. Let's go, Miles Teller. Time to take your career back from these fucks. Army Hammer, old cannibal ass, eating, eating human women and doing crazy shit. Take that role back from him, Miles Teller. And I really believe if Top Gun came out this year, Miles Teller would have had more roles. So now it's time to get him back to leading man. Yeah, this is a big role for him to jump into and mm-hmm. being a part of this, uh, of this, you know, Godfather making of series. That's a fact. So good for him. Yeah. Jesus. 100%. Um, next up, we got Robbie and Emil and Stephen Emil are expanding the Code 8 universe. After spearheading the crowdfunded film, the cousins are set to reprise their roles in the sci-fi sequel, Code 8 Part 2. Jeff Chan is also returning to direct. The sequel follows the journey of a teenage girl fighting to get justice for her sane brothers at the hand of corrupt police officers. After becoming a witness to a cover-up, she becomes a target and enlists the help of ex-con Robbie Emil and his former partner in crime, Stephen Emil. Together, they face a highly regarded and well-protected police sergeant who will use every tool to prevent him from being exposed. Code 8 was a very, very good movie. I'm excited for this. And it seems like everything Stephen Emil's doing that's post arrow has been great. We got code eight. We're getting a sequel to that. And I'm, we're going to review it. The show, the uh, wrestling show he's doing, that's going to be on Showtime. It looks fucking great. I don't know if I've seen that. You haven't seen the trailer. Oh, we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it on here. Cause it's only 30 seconds, but it's called heels. It's him in, um, Oh, what's Ludwig's name? The big, the big buff guy from bad boys Two, Alexander Ludwig. Heels is what's called. Heels. It looks. Oh yeah, here great, it is. Schubert with Alexander Ludwig as like the hero and Stephen Mills the heel, and they're like doing their own wrestling league and how it turns into something big. That shit looks great. It's literally wow. fucking. Um, we just talked about it. It's glow, but for dudes. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I just watched something with Alexander Ludwig the other day. I watched his movie Final Girls, oh. and uh, and he was in that. And did did a pretty good job. So, so, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. Excited for all the Stephen Amill content, but definitely excited for Code 8 Part 2. All right. Uh, so next we got Sophie Turner. She's joined the cast of M- HBO Max's series, The Staircase. She okay. joins previously announced members Colin Firth and Tony Collette. You know, that's based on Michael Peterson, the, the case where he pushes his wife down the stairs and kills her. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, he, he's going to play or... Sophie Turner is going to play Michael Peterson's adopted daughter. Ah, okay, okay. Good for Sophie Turner getting her more roles. She's married now. Back in She's HBO. Back trying to, you know, back trying to get into acting. Yeah, we want. She's been kind of on a hiatus. This is finally getting into something. She's been enjoying pretty- her life as married actress, um, uh, Sophie Jonas. Is that what she goes by now, Sophie Jonas? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I did. I did see that. Uh, her man is on the, the festival circuit. So maybe this is mm. what she's going to do in the meantime. Time to get back to work now that yeah. like her man's getting back to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next story I think is a really interesting one. Val Kilmer documentary in the works from Amazon Studios and A24 from directors Leo Scott and Ting Pu. Val will feature never before seen footage that's captured by Kilmer himself over the course of 40 years. Kilmer, who was described in the studio's press release as one of Hollywood's most mercurial and misunderstood actors. 
has amassed thousands of hours of footage from home videos made with his brothers to time preparing for Top Gun and Batman Forever. Kilmer was one of the best actors of all time. The thing is, he just went off course. But if you look at it, Heat, Top Gun, Batman. The Doors. Dude was one of the biggest actors of the 90s. And just whether it was drugs or whatever it was that just took him off course, I'm excited to see this documentary to find out what it was. Yeah, I think we're going to dive in a little bit of that. It's also going to be interesting to see his home videos in between takes of Top Gun and and Batman Forever and The Doors, all these movies that are pretty essential uh, in the 90s and 80s. So it'll be a pretty cool documentary from Amazon. So good thing that it's a good thing they're diving in on that. 100 percent. I agree. Uh, next up, we got HBO's The Last of Us is bringing back a cast member from the video game to reprise her role in the TV show. Uh, Meryl Dandridge, who played Marlene in The Last of Us game, will return to portray her in the HBO adaptation. Marlene is the head of the Fireflies, a resistance movement struggling for freedom against the oppressive military regime. Good for her, man. This is a solid story. Not too much to add, but like good for them seeing like because we always wanted to see Janina Jav- Janina Javonkar portray her role in Star Wars from the video game. Good to see HBO's yeah, doing a, that with The Last oh yeah. of Us. Yeah, you're talking about from uh, Inferno Squad? Yep. Yeah, I think that is cool that they're going to take a, a video game actress and put her into the actual series. They're you know, actors? I, they are actors, and that's the thing That's the thing about uh, these video games that you don't ever realize, especially even when it's just the voices and not like all They're the, still actors, yeah. There's some of them are major actors. Well trained, like Richard Epcar, for example. We interviewed him. He's the he's the voice of Joker in Injustice. But dude is like a Broadway trained theater actor. Like it's just that they went down the voice acting path. That doesn't mean they can't do live action. It's because it's a very lucrative. Yeah, um, facts. Market to go to go into. Like so. once you, once you're a voice acting star, it's like you might as well keep doing it. For sure. So, I mean, I think this is, like you said, a really cool story um, that they're going to include this uh, this character as the person who portrayed her originally. Yeah, I think I think it's really great for The Last of Us fans, too. Facts. Oh, man. Hulu's at it again. Making another double. Trevante Rhodes will star as Mike Tyson in the upcoming Hulu series Iron Mike. Uh, Rhodes will executive produce the series in addition to star uh, starring. Iron Mike was ordered by the streamer in fe- in February. The series is set to explore the wild, tragic, and controversial life of Tyson, one of the most polarizing figures in sports culture. Iron Mike has received eight episodes at Hulu. Production will begin later this year. The series reunites two key players from the Oscar-winning film I, Tanya. Steven Rogers, who wrote the film, created Iron Mike and served as executive producer. Craig Gillespie, who directed the film, would direct and produce the series. To me... I don't know how good this will be because I don't think Mike Tyson's involved. Mike Tyson's involved in the Jamie Foxx movie. It's, it's just like another double. Hulu, stop taking things that are already being made elsewhere and making your own version. Jeez. Yeah, it's just like, you know, the the pushback I have on it is I do I do I, like the team behind it. I love the team, and I think Javante Rhodes is a I great like actor. Javante Rhodes. So it's like I'm interested, but I just wish that this wouldn't be competing with the Jamie Foxx Fox movie. And is um, eight episodes enough to tell Mike Tyson's life? Well, is a movie enough to tell Mike Tyson's life? I agree. But if we're going to do a TV show, like I'd rather two seasons. Well, I mean, it's just eight episodes for now. I mean, like, it depends on the story they're trying to tell. So I just don't know. I think like 
it's hard because like obviously Jamie Foxx, Mike Tyson, that's the most enticing thing. But I do think that this whole setup and story is what I would have rather have had from for Mike Tyson. True, story. true. I agree with you on that front. I just wish Mike was involved because then you could get more of the stories. You can get yeah. more in depth on it because like Mike is not afraid to go into the dark problems of his life. This is not like Michael Jordan trying to hide something. He will tell you straight up everything you want to know. So he would put it in a movie. It's just. I never oh, really wanted Jamie to be Mike. I think Trevante Rhodes is the perfect person to do it. And I just wish they had Mike's input because, like I said, Mike's now, not do afraid. Now he doesn't have the input. Like, do we know for a fact that he's not going to be inputting? Because, I mean, like, I people, just assumed like, because he's doing the Jamie Foxx movie. Tanya, you know. Yeah. I mean, they, they, get, they know. They, they did they get Tanya, Tanya Hardy. Yeah. They might. Look, I'm not going to say they're not because I know that he's helping Jamie Foxx. Maybe he's helping both. Maybe he's like, fuck it. I'll eat off of both of them. Give me money for the Jamie Foxx one. Give me money he's for probably this making one. money off it. Yeah, for true. sure. So true, 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 true. I don't know. Well, but, hopefully you know, it's we, good. We did forget to mention back in the trailers that Craig Gillespie, who uh, directed Itania, is going to do physical. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we saw that in the trailer. He makes great stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next story we got is uh, talking about that Joe Exotic series on Peacock. They're <laughs> now made a re- new recent addition, two recent additions to the cast, both of Joe Exotic's husbands. Uh, <laughs> Nat, Nat Wolf will play Travis Maldonado. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sam Keeley will play John Finley. <laughs> Wait, so John Finley's the husband right now. Travis is the husband that killed himself, huh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this damn point one f- plus one for uh kate mckinnon's show yeah. yeah what you what you gonna bring now nick cage in amazon That's a, yeah i thought this was a pretty big cast bringing that wolf, wolf is big Travis. you know i'm a fan of that yeah i think you know they're they're doing what they can to make this more interesting at this point like from i'm you're seeing more casting go into this peacock series i'm wondering if one of them will fold that's the thing with like this when we talked about two series or the movie and the series competing against each other. I'm wondering if like, as it goes down the line farther, some, if one of them will fold, cause we haven't See? heard much about the Amazon series with Nick cage recently. But that Amazon not folding. Cause they got the money to do it. And Nick cage is crazy. I just think now looking at John Cameron Mitchell, I don't buy him as Joe exotic. I'm, I'm buying Nick cage. I don't buy him. Yeah. This was always more so uh, about Kate McKinnon, about Kate McKinnon, her being a good, representation to be carol baskin i wish they just would merge them yeah same 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 uh the next story we got is taylor swift has been cast in david o russell's next film with the star-studded cast we've been naming week after week after week this, uh, this cast is, her is first big man yeah it's a big big cast her, this is gonna be your first live action role since the giver nice well i don't uh well no wasn't she in cats oh, shit she wasn't cats but i mean she like i'm still CGI, animated i'm yeah, saying what? like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we got, oh, we, apparently Jennifer Lawrence, Jamie Foxx, and Angelina Jolie turned down roles in this new David O. Russell movie. What the hell is this movie, bro? Like, you're going to have Jennifer Lawrence, Jamie Foxx, and Angelina Jolie? Who is in this movie now? You have Margot Robbie, Christian Bale, John David Washington, Rami Malek, Anya Taylor-Joy, Robert De Niro. What is this movie about? Like, I need to know what it's about now. It's time. And it, it and is it some BS like New Year's Day or violence? I don't think Day so. Because you got to think 
David O. Russell has given us movies like American Hustle, which had Bradley Cooper, Christian Bale, Amy Adams. Like that was a star studded cast. Had a core four though. Like this is seems like it's a little bit more than that. Wait, let me see, because I'm, I'm I think American Hustle had more than that. You mean like because David O. Russell does this these big casts, and even look at Bullet Train. Bullet Trains is another one. Bullet Train, yeah, has a huge cast. That has a huge fucking cast. Like I don't get what's up with these super casts. It's it's literally just called Untitled David O. Russell movie, and he's he's hiding it for a reason. So let me pull up American Hustle. I'm pretty sure that cast was huge. So, okay, we have Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper. Amy Adams, Jennifer Lawrence, Jeremy Renner, Louis C.K., Michael Pena. That's it. And, and that's it. But that's still big. But this is yeah. huge. This is way bigger. David O. Russell's like, you want to see me elevate? Huh? I'm doing American Hustle times 10. Like, Rami Malek, John David Washington, De Niro, and Bale? What? Chris Rock? Yeah. Chris Taylor, Rock, yeah. Like, what a what a cast. Taylor Swift. Like what a cast, man. Yeah. Crazy. So ready for ready to hear more about that movie. But anyway, I just need to know what it's about. I'm gonna skip a story here because I want to talk about the, the next story a little bit more in depth. Okay. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot from Seth Rogen and Nickelodeon is set for 2023. I'm for everything Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen said, I'm done being an actor. Like, let's call it what it is. He's no longer an actor. He is now a creator. He's a producer, director, writer, creator. He's made The Boys. He's made Preacher. He worked on Invincible, the animated series. He's making the Invincible live action series. And now he's doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is going to be the best Turtles thing we've ever gotten. I truly believe that. I believe it's going to be like the comic with where it's like the black and white gritty t- turtles. Like, I'm for it. I don't know. The thing that... Oh, no, it's for Nickelodeon? Never yeah. mind. Okay, well, it'll be the best n- normal version of Turtles we've gotten. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I just don't know. I think this is more of, like, a, a paycheck. Mm. Mm. But, see, but I, like, think, he, I think he still cares I think he loves about it. Yeah. he that he's going to, like, try and, like, do, do it good, do it justice. Yeah. So I, I, so I stand by this is going to be the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing we've gotten. But I do feel like this is his big paycheck for all of the work I just named being great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the last story that I'm going to talk about here, and then you're going to wrap us up. Uh, Chris Harrison, he will not return for Bachelor As of Paradise. Now. I think, well, I mean, you know, I, no, I think it's, it's you no, know, it's done? a done deal. I mean, he's not coming to Bachelor in Paradise this season. Oh, no, no. Like, I just meant coming to be, like being done with the Bachelor. Like, I don't think he's done yet. For, yeah, for now. I mean, we don't know yet, but it is starting to seem more so that he's not. I mean, it's going to be this Bachelorette, uh, the Bachelor in Paradise. I assume the next Bachelorette. So I just, that's three series in a row that he's not going to be a part of. I just don't know what. Let him come back for, after four, after the third. You said it, not me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did not say that. That that was uh, me, the African American male. <laughs> so uh, the producers are taking a radical new approach to this season. Shows hosting. Duties. How do you feel about this? I saw this today, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, it's going to be a, a replaced by a revolving cast of guest hosts, uh, mostly comedians, including somewhat surprising stand-in Saturday Night Live legend David Spade. Why? Why is David Spade hosting the bat? Bruh, this is going to be either really cool or really fucking bad. Like, who well, are the, the other the, comedians, too? Well, the point of having Chris Harrison be your 
your host. You take is it that, seriously. Well, no, it's not even take it seriously. It's that he has he doesn't distract. Mm. Like he's not Chris Harrison is not polarizing enough to distract from the show. To yeah. distract from like what is going on with the cast. And that's why you and, don't hire and, these types of people to do that. You hire exactly. them to do game shows to where their personality makes you want to watch the game show. This is and, not about the game. This is about find the love and the drama of the reality. And which is why like I feel like having Tasha and Jojo come in and do this bachelorette with Katie is going to work because like mm-hmm. they're not going to distract. They're not going to take away from what the bachelor going on on the show yeah and what's kind of making me worried about this is bachelor in paradise is probably going to be the best thing that we've gotten out of the bachelor bachelor nation since the last bachelor paradise so (laughs) and then you bring david spade on a show that already is very lighthearted. it's gonna he's only gonna do maybe one two like bachelor paradise probably has what like two episodes come out a week Mm -hmm. he might do a A a week week arc yeah i don't know i need to know who the other comedians are but this is i was just i saw this i was like huh trash put it in the dirt. definitely a surprising name surprising yeah name. definitely surprised me now here's some rumors the boy season three will be set to take place in 2024 interesting doing a time jump makes sense huey's working on the uh working on the uh the the legal team for the senator and then you have the boys working for the cia again we will now see them both established i like it huey take time away from the team now, when he comes back, it's like, oh, they need you again. Makes sense. I like it. Yeah. Also, the other rumor is that Sony Pictures, yes, they pulled the plug on Silver and Black, which is Silver Sable and Black Cat, but it's being reported that they're going to be doing uh, Felicia Hardy's Black Cat again with uh, your girl, um, Felicity Jones, as Black Cat. They want this to be a Sam Elliott-type detective story where the origin story will follow Felicia's time working inside her father, Walter Hardy, and his disappearance leads to Black Cat crossing paths with Chameleon, the lead villain, in Blaze as she tries to solve the, the disappearance of her father. This is different than the Black Cat we know of whose origin is tied to Spider-Man. I don't Which know if this is going to happen. This is a rumor. I don't know if this is going to happen unless, like... Venom successful. The Aaron Taylor Johnson thing is successful. That's when Morbius. Yeah, Morbius. If not, then they're not going to touch Felicity. Felicity Hardy. Well, Felicity Jones isn't going to touch this. Yeah, that too. That I mean, she's way established of an actress to be not dealing with slumming it with a uh, with a bad Sony movie. (laughs) But you think Aaron Taylor Johnson and Tom Hardy shouldn't be slumming it with them? They're clowns. (laughs) <laughs> or we're getting, uh, you know, getting a bunch a fat of money. Check, a fat check. And Felicity Jones would get a fat check, too. So we'll see if she needs it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if she needs it. That's for sure. Uh, but but that takes us into movie on the rise. Yeah. Time to get into the segment of the show where we suggest one movie or TV show or multiple that are coming out this week that we think you should check out or that's been out for some time that we still think you should check out. Schubert, what you got for us this week? Um. Yeah, so... This Monday, Bachelorette starts Katie season. Nice. Um, interested to see how that goes. Uh, I at this point, I prefer Bachelorette seasons to Bachelor seasons. Real. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised by that, but the the guys end up being pretty fun Trash. to watch. Oh <laughs> no, I mean they're fun, pretty fun to watch. Their, their drama isn't like 
chatty. Much, like they're, they're I like the I like the women drama. They, they be going the in. The issue the issue with the women drama is that sometimes sometimes it takes over into uh, spills over into like the next day and the Twitter and all that where like the guy drama really kind of stays stays on the show and you get like some more positive stories than most of the negative stories that you got from Matt season. Mm. So I'm hoping that that's the case again with this Bachelorette. Uh, but also with ABC, their game show slate's going to start up next Wednesday. It's also started a little bit into Sunday. That includes Family Feud, uh, Whammy, which I guess is called Press Your Luck Again. Yeah, um, the Chase, which in, which has uh, three of the best Jeopardy contestants playing the Beast in the UK show that has now been Americanized. Okay. Uh, uh, match game. Card Sharks. So all that's coming back for a- ABC. It's a game show slate. Um, and then my the Apple TV show, the Stephen King adaptation, Lissy's Story with Julianne Moore comes out this weekend. Nice. Okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm going to save my cooking show for next week. But Sweet Tooth drops the Netflix Friday. original. Uh, for, yeah, drops Friday. The Netflix original based upon the Jeff Lemire comic. I'm definitely going to check that out. But also the classic Sonic the Hedgehog TV show season one is going to be on Netflix. Uh, it should be on there now. So interesting. B- both things super dope, but definitely gonna be checking out Sweet Tooth and letting you know our thoughts on it Friday. Now, uh, next week. Cool. Yeah, so, so that's uh, that's it for movie on the rise. Let's, uh, let's talk uh, do you want panic. me to talk? Uh, do you want me to talk? Quiet Place real quick? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Quiet Place two, great movie. Kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time. You, the trailer doesn't spoil anything. Like the trailer makes you think it's gonna be a, a different type of movie when it's completely different. Like you think Emily Blunt's the main character, and not really in this movie. Like it's it's something else. And I don't want to spoil anything, but definitely it's worth going watching the theaters. The sound effects. Amazing. John Krasinski did a great job directing. The story's great. Kept me very intrigued. And literally at any time something's about to make a noise, you're literally like, oh, please don't, please don't, please don't. And you're literally on the edge of your seat. It's the perfect movie for theaters, the perfect movie for theaters. And I definitely think everybody should go check it out. I gave it a three and a half on Letterboxd, I think. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I did end up. My mom rented on Redbox and and let me borrow it. Uh, Freaky, which we had talked about a long time ago, because it came out during the pandemic. Uh, the Vince Vaughn body swap mm-hmm. movie. Um, very slasher. Uh, it's a Blumhouse movie. They did a great job with it. It's oh, okay. uh, you know, it's got the same comedic vibe as like Hot Chick because of the body swap with like you know a guy and a girl body swapping. It was it, I was very surprised by how much it felt like a comedic body swap movie and also a horror slasher. Okay. So I definitely think it's worth checking out for people who are interested in that in those genres. All right, definitely definitely might give freaky a look. All right, yeah. tell me what you thought about Panic. I thought it was I. Right. Like that's really all I have to say about it. It was I. Right. It wasn't what the trailer let like the trailer made it seem like it was going to be better than what it was. Maybe it's just because we only watched one episode. Gonna give it 3 episode go, but like it let me down. Yeah, I mean, I'm all right with some of the acting. Uh I I think that I got you know, I especially want to see Jack Nicholson's son do some more stuff. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. like Where's this guy been? Ray Nicholson? Yeah, he kills. Uh, he, he's pretty good in it. Um, 
the it's just the main character for me like i just don't know how i feel about yeah. heather right now same and like i guess like of course at the end of the first episode she um, becomes involved with with everything going on so it could kind of change but her mom's really shitty it's just, <laughs> yeah. her mom sucks <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it seems like a, a little bit cheesy mixed with a little bit like high school mm-hmm. corny stuff but i mean like i i think it could end up being good i don't know uh like you said i'm gonna watch a couple more episodes of it but give it a shot i i the, the funny thing with uh watching this is i sat my girlfriend down and i was like okay we're gonna watch the first bit of mayor of east town we're gonna watch panic because i gotta watch panic Mm-hmm. And so we watched Mayor Beast Town. And let me say this, ladies and gentlemen, we messed up. Did we say that at the beginning of the show? Yeah, we did. I think we messed up. We should have reviewed that. That show was great. Yeah. So we watched the first episode of Mayor Beast Town. She's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can watch that. And then we watched Panic, fell asleep. <laughs> Mayor East Town keeps you up. That's how you know that shit is gas. Oh, man, Panic. What a letdown. But let's get to something that's not a letdown, which is I'm super excited for. Which couples would we invite to dinner at our uh, dinner party if we had one? And keep in mind, we're 26 years old, 26, 27. Schubert, you, you just turned 27, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just turned 27, I'm 26. Ago. We're not about to invite like these super old couples. <laughs> Unless you are. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. But um, let's get into it. Um. So, you know, I did talk to my girlfriend about it because it would be like our dinner party. And so she gave one input. Okay. And uh, we watched Gilmore Girls together. And there's a couple on Gilmore Girls played by Melissa McCarthy. And I don't know the actor's name, but uh, Suki and Jackson from Gilmore Girls. Suki <laughs> is like the, at, uh, at more like Gilmore's end, she's the, the main chef. And Jackson is the farmer who picks up all the like the fresh fruit and fresh vegetables and stuff so th- she's like they'd be perfect to bring to dinner party because they'd bring fresh uh. ingredients and food and then you have suki who could probably make some bomb ass food for the dinner party and i'm like oh yes yeah, true probably would make some bomb ass food okay so. all right i like that i like that couple so one of the couples for me this is a funny one um i i'm inviting them because a the the girl part could get drunk with curse and have some drinks Kevin, the boy part, would bring maybe some edibles and then, you know, might get, I'm not saying I'm a chief, but, you know, make bring some edibles, maybe get a little stone oh, because of them. And I'm bringing Kevin and Veronica from Shameless. Okay. <laughs> Kevin and Veronica from Shameless. Funny couple. They're uh, a funny couple. They're hilarious. Like I said, they'll bring party favors and, you know, they're uh they're also an interracial couple like me and curse so we can talk about that there's just a lot of things to relate with but kevin and veronica very fun a couple they're one of the couples we're inviting um the other couple for me i had to choose because they've been um involved in my life for a very long time now as you know something i've always watched and and looked up to is uh the cory and topanga relationship so i couldn't go away from that inviting them to I thought uh, about inviting them but I don't know if they'll be too square like I don't know if they'll enjoy some of the other guests I'm inviting because like (laughs) they're pretty tame and I already have another tame couple coming 
but I, I'm with you. I do like them. They were their honorable mention. Like they, if if they are SVP, they can come. But if not, I might. They, they would be good next. for playing board games. They would be. They would be. So I'm inviting another couple that can help with the cooking. He is a great chef. Him and Curse would get along because, like I said, Curse is a is a chef. He's a chef. And he likes drinking some beers, so he'll get along with Kevin and Veronica as well. His wife is the life of the party. I would get along with her. We're both very talkative. I'm talking Bob and Linda Belcher. <laughs> you know I had to invite the Bob Burgers crew, and but keep Thanks. your kids at home. <laughs> Gene, um, Louise, and Tina. Since you said that, uh, uh, they're on mine, but I guess for the sake of keeping it Different. I have some other people I'm adding to it, but I definitely had them on the short list. <laughs> uh, next up is one that my girlfriend and I definitely both agreed on. Thought that the conversation topics that would come up between the, us and this couple would be very spot on to our personalities. And that's Ben and Leslie from Parks and Rec. Nice, nice, nice. I like that couple. Great couple. Didn't think of them, but I'm glad you mentioned them. All right. This is this couple is a cheat. This is more of a group of people. But <laughs> I'm inviting two groups of people. Jerry and Elaine and George from Seinfeld and Kramer. Well, if Kramer's the Kramer from the TV Kramer's show, crash. Not, <laughs> if Kramer's from the TV show, not real life Kramer, not real life racist Kramer. We're talking Kramer from, yeah, the, from the TV, the TV show. show. But I'm inviting the I'm inviting J Jerry, Elaine, George and Kramer because they are a couple in together. I think they would just add great humor to the conversation. And I think they'd get along at the party. I don't know if you can tell. I'm trying to have like a fun party. Like <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> um, you know, now that I'm looking at my list now, I, I am going to rock with Bob and Linda. I think Bob and Linda would match up well in, in my party and i want them there too especially linda i think linda is just that kind you, of person you gotta have linda at the party she's a great party she's person a, she, she will not let awkward silence happen mm -hmm. she will keep the party going and you know bob can either be in the kitchen or you know he's that guy that you talk to when like things are kind of like in a, <laughs> What's in up, a bob? weird situation not like, much man <laughs> just like small conversation he doesn't necessarily want to talk you don't necessarily want to talk but if you if y'all get along he's a great conversationalist only if you get a, along he they would just be a good dinner party couple honestly they would be so we'll add them in there the next couple I'm inviting is Randall and Beth from This Is Us. These are yeah. the people to mellow us out. Like, I have a lot of high-strung personalities. They will mellow us out. My girlfriend won't be able to, Curse won't be able to deal with all these personalities after a while. Randall and Beth mellows everything out. All right. All right. Uh, and then my last couple in here is from Modern Family. I'm bringing in Mitch and Cam from Modern nice. Family. Uh, Eric Stone Street, the guy who plays Cam, is actually in a fraternity brother of ours. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm in my head canon. He's also uh, part of that fraternity because Cam was, you know, he played football. He was in the farm. He's a football coach. I feel like he and I would have a lot to talk about. And Mitchell would be an interesting person to add into this group that I have. So I think uh, that's the other couple I put in the mix. Nice. Okay, so for me, the final couple is Nick and Jess from New Girl. 
That's the final couple I'm inviting. I think Nick and Jess, again, if you see the, the group I'm putting together, I wanted to bring It's Always Sunny, but they would mess up my house. So that's why I got the Seinfeld cast. They're a tamer version of It's Always Sunny. Bob and Linda add amazing personality. Beth and Randall mellow us out. You have, uh, and then you have Nick and Jess to bring the life of the party, man. And, and you got Veronica and Kevin to bring the party favors. And Nick and Jess, they're also bringing party favors and down for anything like the couples. I The people I have at the party, we're just all down to have a good time. Yeah, it does sound like that. I, I, I put mine together as in like who would fit in with my, me and my girlfriend pretty much. And I feel like you did the same. I did. Like you did. Um, I, I think it's interesting that we both had Bob and Linda and that neither of us had Jim and Pam. No, fuck no. They wouldn't have good conversation. <laughs> I would not Here. enjoy hanging out with Jim and Pam. So now we go to the not invite. And my first not invite is Jim and Pam. Yep. Not their, their conversations would be bad. Mm-hmm. And they would be and Jim would keep looking at the camera and anytime anything weird would happen. I think he'd be judging me. And I just and don't he'd want be talking that shit. Party. Exactly. Like everybody that I've invited to the party are people that I would get along with, that curse would get along with. And they're also the type of people to talk shit on other people and make jokes. <laughs> like, like we're yeah, at the exactly. party, like talking about these other couples, like the Seinfeld crew, they're talking about people. Beth and Randall, they're talking about people. Kevin and Veronica, they're talking about people. Linda and Bob, definitely talking about people. We're here to make fun of these other couples who didn't get invited. Pa- Jim and Pam on top of the list. But as much as I love the show, the It's Always Sunny crew. You cannot invite them to your house. Like, what are you talking about? You, no, can, no. you cannot invite them. They're, they're, they're some are, garbage people. They're bad dinner guests. <laughs> that that would be a good Always Sunny episode, though. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be. But that's, that's my first a, of not a adding. dinner party. Uh, next one for me, you know, I th- I'm gonna go ahead and say this one: Jake and Amy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I just oh. don't, I just don't like their their <laughs> dynamic, I, and I think that they would be just a, a weird p- group to add into uh into my dinner party. <laughs> well, I, this next group that I'm saying, I'm not trying to add a couple that's gonna fight at my house. Like, if you come in, y'all relationship better be strong to where y'all not fight at my house. And I don't believe the Sopranos can come to a party without fighting. Tony Soprano is going to get into it with his wife and then he might try to hit it curse. And then like, I can't tell him nothing because he's a mafia boss and he'll kill me. So it's like, I don't want these problems. Tony Soprano can't come to my house. Him and his wife can't come. And uh, my third one is I think the essential that everyone would not invite to their dinner party is Ross and Rachel, man, from France. Get them people <laughs> out of my house. There ain't no way that I invite that toxic ass shit in my dinner party. <laughs> well, the other one that I'm not inviting is even though Veronica and Kevin may bring party favors of like edibles, that's that's about as far as we're trying to go. Walter White and your and, and, and your wife. Do not come to my house. <laughs> Do not come to my house. No. What's her name? What's what's Walt? I can't think of Walt's wife's name right now, but she sucks. Nah. Oh, Skyler, Walton Skyler, get your toxicity away from my dinner party. You're not invited. Not teacher cancer Walt in the beginning or cancer free Walt with the ball head Heisenberg at the end. I don't want Heisenberg and I don't want Walter White. Neither of them at my house and Skyler. She sucks. So I wouldn't want her at the house because everybody would just talk shit on Skyler the whole time. Yeah. Did you have any more? Any more that I just didn't like? Um, yeah. 
<laughs> I had two more. I had I had Robin and Ted from How I Met Your Mother. Get the fuck out of there. Um, and uh, Blair and Chuck from Gossip Girl. Uh, funny enough, Frank and Estelle from Seinfeld. Stay the fuck away. <laughs> the Costanzas. Don't fuck with y'all. Like like They're George can come. Anyway. Y'all are too old. But y'all y'all don't add anything. Also, wouldn't want to bring Derek and Meredith Gray. They're just too good oh. for the. They're just too goody goodies and like. I, like Bob and Linda are normal people. We get along with them. Like I'm not. I don't want Derek and Meredith Gray at my party. No, no. sir. No, sir. I'm trying. Oh, also, um, I'm trying to think of like a. Oh. I I forgot. I did have one that I wanted to invite. Dave and his girlfriend. Oh, from Dave. From Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Gata can tag along. I had one. And else that was on my short list to add as well it was uh, Marshall and Lily from How I Met Your Mother. As I much mm. as I hate Robin and Ted, I did like their dynamic, and I felt like they might have meshed within the party. But when it came down to picking the party, I was like, oh, I don't. I just feel like they might have been an outlier in comparison to everybody else. Ah, uh, okay, I got you. Even though me and Marshall may have gotten along because we would have been able to, you know, eat some sandwiches together. <laughs> well, this was a fun little exercise. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. So we'll try and do some more things like this, but, you know, go into the discord and let us know who you would invite to you and your significant other's dinner party. Yep. Or if you don't have a significant other, who would you just invite to your dinner party? What TV guests would you be like, hey, man, come over. We're having a we're having a party. At and my I house. think a single person's party is different than a, than a couple. Person's it it party. would be. It would be. Mm-hmm. It would be very different. Because, see, even though I said I wouldn't invite then it's always sunny people to my dinner party. I may invite one or two to like the normal right. party. No, Charlie. No, Frank. Charlie would be Frank. Frank's digging in his toe with his toe knife at my house. Don't touch my knife. Yes, Frank. the two. Uh, who would you invite then, Mac? <laughs> Maybe Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Dennis. <laughs> She's a bird. Yeah, no, not D. I, probably none of them. You're right. Probably none of them. But single, single. You can. Inv- I invite Chris Pratt from uh from uh Parks and Rec and Ron Swanson. See, I almost I, I was talking to my girlfriend. And I was like, would we invite April and uh, Andy, April and Andy? Because like I probably would. But like, <laughs> then would they be good dinner party guys? Uh, probably much, not. Exactly. Probably you just, not. Got, just need Andy and Ron Swanson together for a bro night. <laughs> bro night. We should do that one time. Who would you invite for a bro night where you're watching the game and with wings like who's or the- like or almost like if you were going to have a bachelor party of only TV. Oh, characters. that's a good one. Yeah. And we should definitely do that one soon. A bat- Maybe we can do that next week. I don't know. Yeah, we can do that next week. Bachelor party guest. This is different because you need people who are going to turn the party up. You need people who are going to get the strippers. But then you also need people who to, to make sure like, yo, I don't go too far as the bachelor. <laughs> and then I guess it goes in the conversation and we can have that conversation next week of how many people do you put into a bachelor party? Because mm. I've seen I've been in bachelor parties of 10. I've been in bachelor parties of six. Yeah, and there's very. He- it depends on how many friends you have. Like I'm I, like, I already know with my bachelor party is going to be 10 plus people. Like my girlfriend I already told her she's going to get my, she has to get more friends. <laughs> I feel that, you know, if we're, if we're going a little bit off topic on bros who binge and to a more bros who think topic, there's been a, uh, a conversation I've had with my girlfriend in regards to bachelor and bachelorette parties is, would you be interested in having your bachelor and bachelorette party joint, get one place to stay but have different 
No. Subsets. No, I don't want to be anywhere near that party. I don't want to be anywhere near those male strippers. I don't want to be anywhere. No, no. I'm just saying like, like, like say there's no male strippers. I don't want to stay in the same place. No, sir. And it's not because I'm thinking, oh, you want to do something wild. No, it's my last night as a non-married male with my bros. I don't think our bachelor party should be on the same day. It should be separate. Uh, the one thing that I was like, I could lean into it about is like, so you have some single bros and there's some single uh, chicks in the bachelor party. Then you I'm not wingmaning like for y'all. <laughs> y'all go get y'all own hoes. <laughs> I'm not wingmaning for y'all on my bachelor Wait for the party. Reception. Yeah, exactly. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> Great topic. But yeah, we'll do that next week. Which bro, which TV characters or should we extend it to movies too? Nah, just TV. Just TV? Because we know them better? It's, easy, it's, well, it's an easier pool to pull from. If you've true. extended the movies and you just got so many people. True, 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 true. And, and since because it's multiple seasons, you know the TV characters better than one movie. Like Denzel from Pelican Brief, I don't know if he's a fun hang. I just know he's good at his job. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but All right, well, that awesome. wraps things up for this week on Bruce Binge. Lyndon, let everyone know what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. Make sure you check out the latest episode of the Bros Who Think podcast. There's a new anime talk out now. So um, I know me and Schubert are talking about the My Hero episode after the end of the arc. I mean, talk about the arc at the end of the arc. But if you want to catch weekly episode release, well, bi-weekly episode releases, check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk. There's a new One Piece manga review out there for One Piece manga fans. There's a new Undead Unluck manga review for those who read that as well. Um, there's going to be a new never less than ill podcast dropping this upcoming Tuesday. And, uh, we did choose the new run it back. The we're reviewing the DC animated classic Batman mask of the phantasm. They tied on Twitter, uh, and Facebook and Instagram pushed it over. So Batman mask of the phantasm is the next movie we're doing on run it back. And I'm excited that that's the first Batman on run it back before dark Knight. Because it's the best Batman movie. And that's something we're going to talk about when we review it. Yeah, I'm excited for that one to be. Well, I'm, I think I'm the most excited to hear Ian. Yeah, Because we've both seen this movie before. And he's Multiple kind of times. like a virgin to these DC animated movies. And this is the best one. So let's see how he feels about it. Yep, exactly. And shout out to Luis Murillo. He was like, y'all just need to do them in chronological order. <laughs> and I was like, well, we will make a series on Run It Back, that'll be like a playlist that's just DC animated movies. We're not going to do them back to back to back, but there will be a playlist. And eventually, hopefully, like three years from now, there'll be a playlist of all Tarantino movies. On Like that's the eventual plan is to have Running Back with a bunch of playlists of all the Nolan movies reviewed on Running Back, all the, the Tarantino, but we're eventually gradually going to get there. Yeah, we're going to... Because that's a lot of movies. time with it. It <laughs> yeah. is a lot of movies. We'd have to do an episode weekly, and that's hard when you have to watch the movie, take notes, and do other podcasts and other shit, too. So we're going to take our time. I like our pace of running back, so... But that should be out uh, within two weeks. We can have two weeks. That's uh, that's what we got going on with that. Like Lyndon mentioned before, you know, get involved with the Discord as you can. You Links in the bio. In. Link is in the bio. Uh, you know, make sure you you keep up with with all that. I think and if you have any discussion we'll, topics that you yeah. want us to talk about, let us know. I think at, at one point, Lyndon will probably put in 
our schedule for where we're going to be this summer going into the fall it's, regarding I should be getting confirmation about that very soon. Very soon. Because um, if you, you know, if you're a listener, we'd love to uh, interact with you and have you come to the panel. Uh, we'd also, if you're one of our Discord people, we'd love to have you come in meet and you in talk. Person. We're, meet you in person. So like, we're going to try and get to a few different states, a few different cities. So keep an eye out and see if we're coming near you. And if you uh, want, want to be involved, I'm also thinking about if I want to costume up. Ooh, I've been thinking about it. Ooh, I might. After, if watching, you do it- after watching, after watching my hero, I'm like, can I throw? Can I throw together a costume? If you do it, I'll do it. Like you know, so we could go as stormtroopers. <laughs> we could go as stormtroopers. That's true. We could or go Jedi. as Jedi. We yeah, we could. If if anything, I'd be Mace Windu. So you'd have to be like Obi Wan. You can't Obi-Wan. be Anakin. I'm down to be Obi Wan. That's not a punishment. Or we could go. We could go as Han and Solo. Grow my hair and be Qui Gon. True, 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 true. So we'll figure something out. Or but we'll we let you know. Finn and Poe. We could be Finn and Poe. Facts. That'll work. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But uh, that wraps up everything for this week on Bros Who Binge. I hope everyone out there. Uh, catch us some good stuff on TV. Go to the theaters if you can, and uh, catch us again next week. As always, stay safe and keep and keep binging.